Hello and welcome to the Overland Journal podcast. I am your host, Scott Brady. And for this week, we have a special episode. This is an extra episode for us. And it is led by our good friend, Bruce Dorn. Bruce had a conversation with Vasilisa Komarova down in Mexico, and they talked about an idea for a new organization. And that organization is called Sea Change Global. The first offering, the first focus for the organization is what's called the Heroes Network. This is all in its infancy, but this conversation with Vasilisa and Bruce uh, bring to light the need for this kind of support for solo travelers to protect them from violence, hopefully preemptively. And then if they do have an encounter, that they have some support after the fact. For those that have some sensitivities around those topics, please be aware that that's going to be part of the discussion. For more information on the Heroes Network, you can go to seachangeglobal.org. Please enjoy this brief conversation, but an important conversation with Bruce and Vasilisa. This content is brought to you by Overland Journal, our premium quality print publication. The magazine was founded in 2006 with the goal of providing independent equipment and vehicle reviews, along with the most stunning adventures and photography. We care deeply about the countries and cultures we visit and share our experiences freely with our readers. We also have zero advertorial policy and do not accept any advertiser compensation for our reviews. By subscribing to Overland Journal, you're helping to support our employee-owned and veteran-owned publication. Your support also provides resources and funding for content like you are watching or listening to right now. You can subscribe directly on our website at overlandjournal.com. So we're back. I'm back with Vasilisa Komarova, adventure traveler, and now the, the founder of My Thousand Smiles Women's uh, discovery group uh, circle women circle sure. yes I, I call it as the thing sisterhood i love it if i got dressed up and if i got in drag could i be in the sisterhood for just uh, like the motorcycle riding part uh, just say no it's okay say no. yes i'm sorry <laughs> our audience knows we'll see in the future maybe there will be you know like men also but for now i want to really concentrate just on women and leave it this way. Absolutely, as it should be. Prior to having this concept, uh, I know, and after your your uh, terrible experience with assault, you made yourself available to go out and speak to women's groups, tried to reach out to women who had experienced trauma. Yes, yes, I did it. Um, I did it mostly in Bolivia because in Bolivia, the level of women abuse is so, is so huge. And obviously there, you know, it, there were more publicity to my case. So, you know, a lot of women were reaching me either in person. Sometimes, you know, I literally would walk the street and someone would recognize me and speak to me or someone would write me via Instagram, you know. So I did concentrate on this. But I have to say that at some point when I when I was doing it, I couldn't disconnect yet emotionally from that. So, you know, I was... You know, I had too many flashbacks, you know, and um, I just needed to close that part for some time and get back into into the beginning what I was doing, just, you know, going and chasing Horizon and having the most beautiful experiences. And now again, I feel that I'm in the balance, I'm healed, so I can go 
back into it without traumatizing myself again and be real help to others. It's a process. You, 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 you currently work as a trainer, personal trainer. Or do you uh, teach I do yoga? therapies. I do. No, I'm not, I'm not a yogi person. No, not doing <laughs> no, I have some clients for personal training and also I do uh, therapies. I work. So one of my, my jobs in London in the last years, I was a physical therapist for, for those who were going through rehabilitation. It's like a sport massage, so but this this accent on the on the muscle pain and muscle injuries. So while I was traveling, I would either small personal studio, you know, on let's say on the roof of the house where I would work, or in Chile, I was working in a circus. So you know, I would help some people to train there and giving them therapies. And here in Tulum, um, I have my little business of therapy, but now. I work not only with the body, I also work with traumas through some contractions and some uh, knots in the body. I can also help to release trauma. So it's more, it's physical and energy work. Great stuff. Great stuff. It's all coming together. All all of your experiences and all of your uh, expertise and and all of your mental and physical prowess is coming together in this one moment. It's fantastic. Yes. And uh, in my my family, because my grandma, she comes from Siberia, so we had healers in our generation. And so, but the thing is that I went through one dramatic experience. Uh, it, it, it was actually connected to this decision why I didn't want to be in the law anymore. Everything all together. So I went through a very dramatic experience in my life, which also did close me from the law. And I didn't want to know anything about spiritual life. I couldn't completely ignore it, but let's say I wouldn't look for it. And now, again, when I came back here in Tulum, I had another very strong experience that opened my eyes and my heart again to this. So I'm bringing back into all that my generations, you know, the knowledge of my grandma, my grandgrands together, putting the physical, mental, heart and the soul together. Amazing. 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 So I want to, I want to go back uh, a little bit. When, when uh, you were out there traveling, you were, uh, you were everywhere. You were Patagonia. You were Chile. Uh, you were riding your bike. There's a m- million photographs of you in spectacular locations out there enjoying things. When you went quiet for a while and then we reconnected, I, I learned about what you had gone through. And for me, one of the hardest uh, things to accept was how the bureaucracy, how the world mistreated you after you survived a brutal attack. And, um, it was infuriating. It was infuriating to, to see, to hear that you had uh, tried to get help from the local authorities and they would not provide anything because you mm, couldn't yeah. pay for it. And I think, you know, in many parts of the world, you know, certain problems exactly. are the same. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You just went through such misery. I mean, you literally... Uh, you know, a near death experience and then seeking help. There was none or there was very little. And uh, you fought and you fought and you found help and you found help. It seemingly took forever. Well, um, that time, I, you know, I didn't have money. I didn't speak Spanish. So I was now in the country, you know, like so. There. Yeah. So, you know, and, and it, it occurred to me that there are so many people in the overland community, the, the, gr- the group that I'm that we're speaking to right now. There's so many good people in that community and they're far flung. I, I can't help but believe that there was uh, someone or more than a few people 
in our community that were not too far away, but there was no way for you to reach the them. The thing is, yeah, one thing, you know, I didn't really knew someone who I could go to. It's one thing. And second thing, you know, I was going through the deep trauma, to be honest, you know, like only when I really born, then I, I, I could, my mom, she still doesn't know what's, what happened to me, oh you know? Gosh. So, you know, like when, when something of this kind happens to the woman, it's really difficult to open up. Particularly, you know, in that moment, then all the fingers, you know, were pointed at me because those guys who did it to me, they had country behind them, they had their families, they had more money, you know. So I just, you know, I felt so small and then everything got hurt and, and, you know, mentally and physically. So I just, I wasn't ready to speak to anyone. Yeah, I understand. I mean, I understand as much as I can without having, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm not a woman. I wasn't in that situation. I've never experienced anything nearly that horrific, but uh, I experienced a lot of anger. And I feel that there's something that can be done in the future that we can organize good people to be on call and that they're with the right technologies and, and the right backing and the right smart people. We can create some kind of a network that would be able Brother, to be there. Brotherhood, famous uh, brotherhood. A, a, a hero's network. A hero's network. A hero's where, network, where we, exactly. We call in the cavalry. You shoot up a flare. Somehow you send out a signal to the, not just the universe, but the satellites. And uh, like uh, in the States, we have something called 911. Uh, and I don't mm -hmm, know if there's mm -hmm. something similar to that in, in Great Britain, but hopefully you you call for help and help arrives and that's a flawed system yeah but you know like sometimes you know there are no roads really to get help easily and when the system is so crushed it's it's difficult and and in our community we have a lot of uh, travelers who are out there like you men and women who are out there uh sometimes solo and sometimes in groups i've felt for a while that we could organize so that uh, danger zones could be identified so that travelers could make a decision between going this route or that route. And solo travel is in itself uh, a goal. You want to have the, the singular experience. You don't want to be in a group. If you want to be in a group, you'd take a tour. I believe there's legitimate expectation that we could create a network so that if you were a traveler and you wanted to let it be known that you just vetted people, just really make sure it's good people. But if, if, uh, if someone was traveling and explained they were going to go on this route, you don't have to identify where you are and, and get into all that. At let least it, know that you're there. And if you disappear or to go and look for you. Yes. Yes. Maybe advice on, on where to travel, where not to travel, maybe, uh, opportunities to caravan with a few other people in danger zones and all that. Absolutely. And, um, try to find the technology, try to make a, a platform for it and make the future safer. I've talked about this and it's getting traction. It's a foundation is being created. I'm creating a foundation called. Uh, it's emotional. <laughs> um, yeah, a hero's network. And there are powerful people behind it. It's going to happen. It's being formed right now. And I'm going to be the chairman of the board of directors. I'm inviting you to be on the board of directors with me. I'm open. You're in. Okay, great. So we, we will talk about that more. It's, it's uh, something that uh, this conversation may not come out right away because uh, a lot of work has to be done. But there are people in the UN that are interested in this. Uh, there's Amazing. an interest internationally in uh, various women's groups that 
exist to address the same problem uh, or to make people aware of this problem. But I guess there's something unique about the idea that we will be proactive about this problem. Yeah, because sometimes there are too many words and known in our factions. Yes, yes, yes. Beneath the Heroes Network is uh, a seachangeglobal.org, and then the S-E-E stands for Significant, Essential, and Enduring Changes. Mm. And we're going to try to make be act, uh, activist uh, group activism in uh, trying to address problems, not just talk about them, but actually address Good. them. <laughs> Some change <laughs> eventually. <laughs> yes, yes. So going to push really hard for that change. I have really powerful partners in this, including uh, Scott, the publisher of the magazine, and uh, a wonderful woman uh, that, that works in uh, a lot of uh, nonprofits. And uh, we're teaming up and we're, we're going to attack this thing. Amazing. Thank you from, from all the women travelers for that. It may be great help. It will be. I'm going to do my best to talk you into letting me do a, a feature film of, about this story because the way the story, the story doesn't end with uh, you discovering this new outlet, this new good work that you're doing. I think the story comes to that point, and then we see you uh, active on the board of this thing, doing what you're doing one-on-one with women uh, in very real situations, and then helping me do this other bigger thing. Amazing. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. So, that's Lisa Komarova. <laughs>